In this very first episode of the Real Estate Nomad podcast, I'll give you a quick introduction of who I am. I'll share my story on how real estate investing allowed me to quit my 9-to-5 job and build my independent business while traveling the world. I will also break down what you can expect from this podcast and why you should subscribe and listen every week. So make sure you stay tuned all the way through. Let me cue the intro and let's get started on this real estate investing lifestyle. Broadcasting from somewhere around the world, this is the Real Estate Nomad Podcast with Paulo Francilio, where we talk about creating passive income through real estate investing to live your best life. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Real Estate Nomad Podcast, where we talk about real estate, Canadian finance, and living life. I'm your host, Paulo Francilio, and this is the very first episode. Finally, I am launching this podcast after a few months of planning and figuring out the format of the show. I am very excited to start this podcasting journey with you so I can share with you my ideas, thoughts, and experiences. There are two things I hope to accomplish with this podcast. First is a bit selfish, really for my own personal development. I'm looking to develop my communication skills as it is a very valuable skill to have in business today. I'm also looking to improve my public speaking and hosting abilities. The second thing I want to accomplish is I want to share my experiences and success with real estate investing. Real estate has allowed me to create a passive second income. Actually, some years it has been my primary source of income. It has given me the freedom to travel the world in the last decade, and it eventually allowed me to quit my 9-to-5 job, which I will talk more about in detail later on. First, I want to address where the name of this podcast came from. Real Estate Nomad is the handle I use on Instagram, which I created primarily to post about my travels, which inspired the nomad part. At the time, I thought about a name that would represent me. People that are close to me know that I have two real passions in life. And when I say passion, I mean if I did not have to earn an income, what are two things that I would do for free? Considering I can look at properties and plan out trips literally all day for weeks, that's an easy answer. It is real estate and traveling. And this is how the Real Estate Nomad was created. It has now gotten to a point that I even look at real estate investing opportunities when I visit other countries, which I will also explore in this podcast. With that said, and before I give you a quick introduction of who I am, I want to quickly talk about the thumbnail of this episode and of future episodes. As investing in finance talk can sometimes get boring, I want to add a bit of excitement to this podcast and make it my own. So for each episode, I will be using one of my travel pics as a thumbnail and give you a quick story about the picture, more of an icebreaker for each episode. And if you ever have questions or want some recommendations from the places I have visited, feel free to DM me on Instagram. For this first episode, I chose a picture of my first visit in Cartagena, Colombia. Cartagena is a place close to my heart as this city has practically been my home base for the last three years. Cartagena is on the northwest coast of Colombia and is the most popular tourist destination in all of Colombia. As a Canadian, I believe part of the Canadian dream is to go south during the winter months and be a snowbird. To me, Cartagena is a perfect place for that. It is such a lively and colorful city. It is rich with culture and has a beautiful historic center with old Spanish architecture, which is more commonly called by the gringos as the walled city. As it is on the coast, you can live the beach life but still have access to first world amenities. There are tons of upscale restaurants, rooftop bars, and shopping malls. These, along with warm weather all year round, makes the city extremely popular with tourists and expats. I want to give a quick shout out to expats in Cartagena. 
It is a group there that I joined where I met so many great people and made some great connections. If you're ever down there, connect with the group and join some of the weekly events. You can find them on Facebook or Instagram at Expats in Cartagena. The group coordinator's name is Camilla. Tell her Paulo sent you. I can go on and on why you should visit Cartagena, but we need to get back on track on this podcast. So if you have any questions about this amazing city or want to know more about the expat lifestyle there, feel free to message me. Now, to give you a quick background on who I am, I have been in the Canadian finance industry for about 15 years. I spent the first eight years in the banking industry as a financial advisor between the top three banks in Canada. As a financial advisor, I was exposed to both investments and credit. At first, I was actually looking to pursue a career in wealth management. I had an opportunity to cover a one-year contract position at an investment center where I taught people the basics of self-directed stock investing. I was happy to get the experience from this position as I learned a lot about the stock market and other investment products. But by the end of it, I realized I did not want to pursue a career revolved around the stock market. And not to say I have no interest in stock investing. I invest in a bit of stocks and ETFs to diversify my own portfolio. I'll talk more about my investment philosophy in a future episode. But it was around this time is when I developed more of my passion for real estate, and this is what led me to my career in mortgages. After working in the banking industry, I spent four years as a mortgage underwriter for a private lender and a mortgage lender. And for those of you who doesn't know what an underwriter does, this is the person who analyzes mortgage applications, then approves or declines it. This is where I learned how to structure more complex mortgage deals. This experience, along with my personal finance background, has allowed me to invest in multiple properties, as getting financing for multiple rentals can get a bit more complicated. I will focus an episode on how to finance rental properties as you build your real estate portfolio. It was around this time, when I was underwriting for a lender in downtown Toronto, is when I started to develop more of a passion for traveling. I remember back in 2015, sitting on my desk and surfing online. I found this site called International Living, which posted a list of the world's best places to retire. I was in my mid-30s, and I was looking for places to retire. I think you can imagine how bored I was in my 9-to-5 job. Anyway, my idea was to visit countries then so I can get to know them early and find out if it is a place I can see myself retiring in. The top 10 countries on this list were mostly in Latin America. So this started my journey in Central and South America. I mostly traveled on my own, which if you have never traveled solo, I highly recommend it. It forces you to go out of your comfort zone and it also gives you time for self-reflection. I visited 8 out of the top 10 countries on that list from international living. This is what led me to Cartagena, which I mentioned earlier. I traveled quite a bit throughout my adult life, but between 2015 and 2017, I traveled to a different country every 3-4 to months while still working full-time. I traveled mostly for 10 days at a time, connecting my one-week vacations to the weekends. And in November of 2017, when I ran out of vacation days... I quit my full-time 9-to-5 job. Easy enough, right? Travel extensively for about three years and then quit to travel more. I know there are a lot of people that have also traveled long-term, and I have met a lot of them while traveling. Most were either younger backpackers in their 20s or older retired people in their 50s or 60s. Well, I was neither. I guess the main question is how I afforded this lifestyle. Do I have rich parents? Was I making hundreds of thousands while I was working my full-time job to save money for my travels? Or did I rack up all my credit? Well, the answer to all those questions is no. And if you're still listening to this point, 
yes, you guessed right, it is through investing in real estate. I think I have mentioned it a few times now. I was fortunate to learn about real estate investing at a young age from working at the bank. I was exposed to coworkers and clients that invested in real estate, so I took interest in it very early on. I put my first deposit on a new construction condo at 23 years old. I used my leftover student loan for that first deposit, and the rest of the down payment I saved the next couple of years during the time the condo was being built. I'm not here promoting for students to use their student loans for a deposit on their first home, and I did save the rest of the down payment from my first full-time job at the bank. Just in my situation, instead of paying back my student loan right at the beginning, I decided to focus on investing the money instead. A few years later, the property increased in value, and I ended up selling it. From the proceeds of the sale of the first property, I was able to pay out my student loan, purchase a new car in cash, and had money to reinvest in another new construction property. Fast forward about 15 years and 7 to 8 properties later, this same approach of passive real estate investing has allowed me to have the financial stability to quit my 9-to-5 job, start my independent mortgage business while I travel the world. 7-to-8 properties over the span of 15 years is not really a lot compared to other investors. That is, investing in a property every other year. So this might be a good time to explain my personal approach to real estate investing as there are a million ways to make money in real estate. I am a passive, mid-to-long-term, and I seek capital appreciation over cash flow type of investor. Let me explain that. Typically, I look for new construction properties in developing areas that will have an instant surge of capital appreciation by the time it is built. Construction timeframe can vary to one to three years depending on the type of property. But basically, after six months to a year after closing, I can already refinance the property to 80% of the current market value and pull out equity. I then use that equity to reinvest to another property. On average, there's probably a $100,000 increase in capital appreciation on these properties on the first few years. For those of you that are familiar with the term BRRRR, buy, rehab, rent, refinance, and repeat, I am practically doing a BRRRR without the rehab part. I will give an example and run some numbers in another episode to explain this further. And for the people that, are, that do a regular burr, I am not hating on this approach at all. I just don't know the first thing about construction or renovations. And in anything I do, I at least want to know the basics. I'm not saying this is not something I would entertain in the future, as real estate prices in Canada has been crazy lately. I might need to adjust my approach and look at other opportunities. But for the last decades or decade or so, I have stuck with new construction or new homes in developing areas. I find that this approach has allowed me to be more hands-off, especially once I place an ideal tenant in that property. I will leave that process of finding the perfect tenant for another episode as well. But this passive approach has given me the ability to live life between utilizing the significant gains in equity and basically just having more free time as you are not actively managing these newer properties. As an example, before I quit my 9-to-5 job back in 2017 and traveled full-time, I refinanced one property to take out equity to have money in the bank, as I expected not to be generating an income right away from being self-employed. The other half of the proceeds, I reinvested in another property so I can have another investment start appreciating in value. At the time, I was invested in four properties, once I owned myself and others I co-owned. This was the main reason I had the confidence to quit my 9-to-5 job and start my own business. Having these real estate assets were my fallback plan in case being self-employed did not work out. 
I think more and more people, especially the younger generation, have gotten this itch to travel and want to be their own boss. I have signed up myself on this content creator course that focuses on the travel slash remote lifestyle and how to escape that 9 to 5 grind. I am part of so many amazing communities and this is one of them. I would like to give a shout out to Lost Creator Academy by Christian LeBlanc. He's another Canadian. He started as a travel vlogger and just a year ago, he created this amazing educational course for content creators. If this is something you're interested in, just look up at Lost Creator Academy. I am an advocate of people to be self-employed and be risk takers. But with that said, I believe in taking on more calculated risks and having a backup plan. And to me, owning an investment that is making passive income is a great way to manage the risk of becoming self-employed. So if you're in a position to purchase a property or already own one, structure as a rental and find great tenants. Then quit the 9 to 5 grind and start your remote business as you travel. And I say before you quit is because you need to show income stability with your full-time job to get approved for the mortgage. This way, you will have an asset going up in value, someone is paying down your mortgage, and you are building equity while you are traveling the world. That is the definition of passive income. I had properties building forty dollars to $50,000 a year in equity between the capital appreciation and the mortgage paydown. In the first couple of years of quitting my 9-to-5 job and just starting my mortgage business, I was able to utilize this equity as a source of income. I have been fortunate, along with other Canadian homeowners, that real estate in Canada has been thriving over the last few decades. We are now going to the summer of 2021, over a year in a global pandemic, and in the midst of a historic seller's market in Canada. It is definitely more challenging to purchase property in this market, but there is always opportunity in every situation. So stay tuned in this podcast as I help you navigate these extreme market conditions. I will also bring on other market industry experts and successful real estate investors as guests in future episodes to get their insights. I feel like I have said a bunch of times now, I will have an episode to explain this and explain that. Well, that is the reason I wanted to start this podcast. I have a lot to talk about when it comes to real estate investing. As I am currently a mortgage agent in Canada and have a financial advisor background, I will give you the personal finance perspective. And another unique thing you can expect from this podcast is I will always promote a well-balanced approach to life and to always live your best life. Other finance and investing channels always just talk about the hustle and how to make more money. If you're not living along the way, what is the point? For me, living my best life is traveling and exploring different cultures. For you, it could be different. It could be spending more time with family or pursuing a passion. I hope to inspire you to start investing and earn passive income through real estate so you can have the financial freedom to live your life the way you want to. I hope that I have at least piqued your interest after this first episode. If I have, please make sure you follow me on your favorite podcasting platform. This podcast will be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or you can stream it directly online at realestatenomad.ca. It is free to follow or subscribe. If you have any questions, please DM me on Instagram at realestatenomad. Thanks for your time listening and please comment and give the podcast a five-star rating if you have found some value in today's episode. Again, welcome to this real estate investing lifestyle. On the next episode, I'll be sharing my thoughts about this crazy Canadian real estate market and if there is still an opportunity to buy real estate or should you wait for a market correction. 
So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss that episode.